Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 53, our first ever Tuesday episode since the podcast started almost one year ago. If you were surprised to see today's episode pop up in your feed, I am now going to be publishing two episodes a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And if we haven't met before, I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Episode 52, all about the decluttering misconceptions keeping you stuck in overwhelm, was one of my favorites. While I'm here to give you the tactical advice to help you declutter your home in small chunks of time, I also am passionate about sharing the mindset shifts that are necessary to move forward. We are all about taking messy, imperfect action here, because when you're overwhelmed, the smallest step does matter. And this goes for cleaning as well as decluttering. Cleaning is one of my least favorite activities. I can declutter and organize all day, but cleaning the toilet and the floor around the toilet, again, shout out to the boy moms out there, typically is the thing that I will procrastinate on over anything else. But there are some important mindset shifts about cleaning, as well as some practical things I've started to do that have helped me tremendously to see cleaning as something that blesses me and my family, rather than something that I feel resentful and annoyed about having to do. So are you ready to learn some cleaning hacks and tricks today? Sure you are. Grab that notebook and pen, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home, calendar, and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. To celebrate the one-year anniversary of the podcast and my birthday, both of which fall on September 15th, I thought a giveaway might be in order, but this time, I'm going to have a bee for the entire month. From now until September 30th, 2023, if you leave a rating and written review in Apple Podcasts, five stars are my favorite, as you can probably guess, take a screenshot of it and send it to me at info at simplebyemmy.com. You will be entered into a drawing for a decluttering book of your choice, and that can be hard copy, or you could do ebook or audiobook if you don't want the extra clutter. I definitely have some recommendations if you need them, which I'm sharing in the show notes today, so check that out for sure. If you've already left a rating and review, thank you so much. Share the podcast with a friend and send the screenshot to me at info at for an entry in the giveaway. The giveaway, again, is all month long until midnight Eastern time on September 30th, and the winner will be announced on my episode airing Tuesday, October 3rd. Okay, cleaning. 
which I have long considered to be my least favorite home management activity. I don't mind laundry, especially now because I do it every day. Check out episode 26 about why I do it every day and get ready to be converted like so many in my Facebook group. Meal planning doesn't really phase me and I appreciate doing daily resets to keep my home tidy and check out episode 35 all about daily resets. But cleaning, ugh, it takes so much time and energy and things are always getting dirty again and no one ever helps me and my kids don't really care about fingerprints all over the glass or the sticky stuff on the floors or the toothpaste in the sink. So why should I? Please tell me, I'm not the only one who has had these thoughts before. And as you know, these thoughts may feel true at the time, and they can be great conversation fodder when we're talking to our mom friends about all the headaches of motherhood, but they are not serving us. They're keeping us stuck at best and at worst are making us feel resentful about all we have to do for our family that takes away from what we want to do, like rest or actually do something for ourselves once in a while. Well, today I'm sharing eight things that have helped me reframe how I think about cleaning. So now it's mostly stress-free and I didn't go to Pinterest to check out the latest cleaning plans or buy some miracle product on Amazon that fixes everything. So let's dive in, shall we? My first tip is that you figure out what your motherhood blueprint is when it comes to cleaning. Now, I define a motherhood blueprint as the expectations and values that shape how you show up as a mom. What do you think makes a quote unquote good mom? That is your conditioning or your blueprint. It can be shaped by your own mom, other relatives or caregivers, social media, our friends and our perception about what they're doing and more. My mom I love my mom. (laughs) She is an extremely clean person. Her home is immaculate. And growing up, I just assumed that the cleaning routines that she did were what I needed to do as well. But as I became a mom of young kids, dealing first with a baby who didn't latch and then doing exclusive pumping, which was exhausting, to then having postpartum anxiety after my second baby, struggling with anger and so much more, I was unable to keep up with the standard I had in my mind about what cleaning needed to be. And it made me feel horrible about myself and how I was managing my home. But when I was able to recognize my blueprint and realize the people in my home were happy and healthy, I let myself off the hook. And recently I remembered something that hung in the kitchen of my grandmother's home. She was an amazing homemaker, but I really love this so much. It said, my home is clean enough to be healthy, but dirty enough to be happy. And I've taken that now with me to give myself grace as I decide what a clean home means for me and my family. My second tip is related to number one, understanding our values around cleaning. In episode 50, All About Routines, I spoke about the concept of having a floor and ceiling. The floor is the non-negotiable things you want to do, while the ceiling is the icing on the cake if you have the time and energy to do it. For cleaning, you want to understand your values and decide your floor and ceiling for each area of your home. When it comes to vacuuming, dusting, wiping down surfaces, cleaning bathrooms, and so forth, how often do you want to do different activities? I may wipe down the sinks every other day, but I can't remember when I last cleaned the baseboards. Don't tell my mom. (laughs) But honestly, I don't care much about baseboards. So sorry, mom, if you're listening. You have to decide what matters to you. And then you move forward guilt-free because you are the CEO of your home. Never forget that. 
Tip number three is to stop being a martyr about cleaning. Stop saying, no one ever helps me, even if they don't. If you're running around cleaning things haphazardly or sometimes not at all, how are they even aware of how they can offer to help? There's no rhyme or reason to it. So instead of grumbling about our spouse and kids never helping, let's come up with a sustainable system around cleaning that isn't overwhelming to us and is within our current capacity, and then we can see what they can help with. Tip number four may be controversial, but I'm going to go there. You have to prioritize your limited time and energy. So if your home is cluttered and you have stuff everywhere, it's practically impossible to clean. You have to do the stuff shuffle, and that takes up more time than actually cleaning. I'll remind you of a statistic I shared way back in episode eight about how an uncluttered home requires 40% less housework. That's because surfaces aren't cluttered and you can actually clean and vacuum. So if you have limited time, spend that time decluttering. And then once you have things mostly decluttered, spend that time tidying. And then if you have both of those down, you can focus on cleaning. Obviously sinks, toilets, and tubs, and showers are excluded from this, unless you're keeping your clutter in the bathtub, in which case, please focus on that first. Okay, are you still with me? Now we're going to move into some tactical guidance on how to make a sustainable system around cleaning your home. Tip number five is to try to clean as much in the space as you're in before you leave it. In other words, leave it better than you found it. So while the kids take a bath, wipe down the sink and mirror. If you're using the bathroom yourself, clean out the sink and around the toilet before you leave. You can keep an all-purpose cleaning product under the sink and just do a quick spray or use disposable wipes if you prefer. I use Dr. Bronner's Sal Suds for our all-purpose cleaner and it works great. Clean as part of your evening tidy in the kitchen, family room, kids' rooms, and more. Clear off surfaces and just give them a quick wipe. I actually keep a package of Swiffer dust cloths in my nightstand and I'll do a quick wipe down of the wood surfaces in our room when I see they're getting dusty. You want to keep cleaning products convenient and accessible to you so you don't have an excuse not to tackle something while you're there already. Tip number six is to take the more consuming tasks such as vacuuming or doing a deeper clean of a certain area and break it down into 15 minute chunks. You decide how many chunks you can do in a day. Maybe your floor is one 15 minute cleaning sprint and your ceiling is three. You can break your home into zones and decide how many days a week you can do these 15 minute chunks. I do zones by floors of my home, so basement, main floor, and upstairs, because I'm in a townhome and it's relatively doable. Tip number seven is to make sure you're accountable to yourself for doing this cleaning, instead of just telling yourself you're going to do it sometime and it never happens. In episodes 40 and 50, I talk about how I use time blocking to make sure that my fundamental needs are included, which follows Chelsea Jo Morris' system from Systemize Your Life. One of my fundamental needs is cleaning, which means that it's blocked into my calendar. If you want to learn more about how I do time blocking, feel free to join the free Facebook group at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm to learn more. Okay, we're at our final tip. Number eight is something to remember when we're combating that martyr mindset that we talked about in tip number three, and we're finally able and willing to let our spouse and kids help with cleaning tasks. I learned this in the book Sync Reflections by Marla Silly, known as the Fly Lady. And here's the quote, housework done imperfectly still blesses my family. If your kids are young and wanting to help you, 
let them have a spray bottle of water or water with a little bit of soap in it and go for it. Or if your hubby offers to vacuum the floor and afterwards you notice a crumb here and there, remember that even though you think you could do it quote unquote better, it's still blessing you and your family. Gratefully receive help and don't focus on the imperfection. If you want to help train your kids on how to do things, great. But remember that every action helps and it's one less thing for you to do. So there you have it. Eight tips to help you create a sustainable cleaning routine without the perfection, guilt, and stress. Let's recap. Number one, figure out what your motherhood blueprint is when it comes to cleaning. Number two, decide your values around cleaning and assign a floor and ceiling to each area of your home. Number three, stop being a martyr because your family needs to understand there's a system before they're going to be willing to help. It's hard to help when it's chaotic. Number four, declutter and tidy before you attempt cleaning. Number five, clean as much as you can in the space while you're in there and leave the space better than you found it. Number six, break down cleaning into 15 minute chunks and decide your home zones. Number seven, schedule cleaning into your time block so it gets done. And number eight, remember that housework done imperfectly still blesses your family. Speaking of blessing, you are all such a blessing to me, and I hope this episode blessed you. If so, make sure to remember our giveaway, leave a rating and written review so I know you're loving the show, or share it with a friend, and check out the giveaway info in the show notes. On Thursday, I'm bringing you a conversation with my friend Allie Cornish from Everthrive about how simplifying her life and motherhood has helped her thrive despite a chronic illness, and how you can start a journey of living with less. I'll see you on Thursday. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.